Well, folks, we're 10 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Eric and I just got through sitting down with one of your starting nine, and we'll release that interview on the 12th of this month. Let's talk about a myriad of things on this edition of Locked on Astros. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and Brett, H-Town, Wheelhouse, Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we have to join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talk Strohs. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team, every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Guys, thank you for making Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us. Go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcasts. Go and check us out. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to cover in today's show. I know, Brett, you got the chance to go to TriStar show and you got to interview uh, Joe Spada and a couple other people. We'll go and talk about that. Uh, Phil Maton, he is no longer a Houston Astro. He did sign somewhere else. We'll talk about that. Also, the Mariners are going to get reinforcements. They've made two trades over the weekends to make themselves a better team. So let's go ahead and talk about the TriStar show. Yeah, definitely. You know, TriStar is a show that I've been going to since, I mean, I was in high school. That's that's my my dad, actually, probably junior high. My dad and I, you know, had the opportunity of meeting guys like Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, Barry Sanders. I mean, I could I could name them all, but it would take me literally probably five or six minutes to name everybody I've met. Um, so uh, Jeff Rosen, I actually got to meet him for the first time, the guy who started um, TriStar. And I went Friday. Um, I got my I got my credentials, and I got to talk to Joe Espada. I got to talk to Spencer Getty. I'll, we'll share a couple of those clips um, when we get to our next segment or two. But it was great. Um, we also, I was actually the only person in the media pool that got to interview Johnny Bench. And um, my dad was my cameraman this weekend. And he got to shake Johnny Bench's hand. I snapped a picture with them, you know, because my dad's always looked up to him. My dad and I actually attended his last major league game that he ever played. And it was in the Astrodome. So that was a phenomenal experience. You know, I also got to make, meet um, Nico Collins. From the Texans, I got to meet Jalen Milrow, the quarterback for for Alabama. Was super impressed with those guys. Got to shake Warren Moon's hand, um, see Jose Canseco. Now, I wasn't there today. Um, if you're listening on Sunday is when, if you're listening Monday, on Sunday they had Drebeck, um, Doran, Cedeno, Yiner Diaz, Jeff Bagwell, Biggio, Dusty Baker, Roger Clemens, Reggie Jackson, Ryan Presley. I mean, they had a lot of Astros, you know, Astros legends. I didn't get to get there today because of family obligations, but the TriStar show was great. Whenever they come to town, y'all should y'all should definitely check it out. But I'm excited to share the comments from the questions that I got with Joe Espada and Spencer Arigetti. It was it was impressed with meeting them for the first time as well. I know a lot of uh, 
a lot of attention was given to Dusty Baker as his return back to Houston after he retired from baseball. Now he's back in a special advisory role with the Giants. This is a he said that this is a way that he can stay close to home and uh, stay in the game. So it's kind of a way to kind of uh, have his cake and eat it too, so to speak. Where he's just he's still doing what he wants to do, but he doesn't have to drive uh, fly all the way to Houston and be away from everything so he said that he's not quite sure what his role is with the Giants yet uh, he hasn't uh, he said the Giants organization has changed a lot since the last time he's worked there I would I think so imagine. it's been it's been a while but yeah. uh, he looked like he's happy he looks like he's where he wants to be and so I'm, I'm happy for him I know that he was exactly what the Astros needed especially after the scandal and so I'm glad that he's there, but uh, I'm glad that Joe Spada is now the Astros manager. And um, I like to see that you have Roger Clemens there, uh, Craig Biggio there. There's just a lot of uh, cool names there. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'm going to play one of the clips um, from, you know, Joe Spada and his quotes. Um, you ought to excuse the little intro music I did for the now earlier, but if y'all haven't seen it, um, this is Joe Espada, and I had actually asked him a couple different questions, and I only put one of them in here. Um, I'm I'm going to compile both his and Spencer Arigetti's interview um, and just release all of the questions that were asked to him, and I'm going to put those in a couple of different episodes throughout the week so people can see that. Do we want to go ahead and play the Joe Espada quote, or do you want to hold off on that? Uh, you can go ahead and do it now. All right, let's go ahead and do it. H-Town will high, going for the throne massive year big expectations but you have a connection with the club which i think gives you an advantage what is it like to continue this culture that you've seen grow up and what's it going to be like to continue to see we've got spencer arigetti we've got prospects coming up how important is that for you just to keep that rolling super important i think you touch on something that uh you know we forget about what have made us so successful is the we have our core our players that I've been, they've been here for six, seven years, but we also have some players that have come through the ranks the last couple of years who have come in and step up and play big roles in what we have tried to accomplish, which is, again, go back to World Series. So there's a new generation of really good players coming up, and my job is to make sure that not only they become good Major League players, but understand what our culture, what it's like to be a Major League player and what it takes to win every single day at the Major League level. You know, Eric, yeah. he, you know, everything he talked about is exactly what you want to hear from a manager. Um, super impressed with his demeanor. Um, he looks you in the eye when he talks to you. He genuinely answers a question. You don't, you don't feel like you're wasting his time. So that was definitely a great experience. I can't wait to share the rest of the interview from some of the other people that were there. Full Seam Ahead podcast was there. Ari Alexander was there. Joe Gleason was there. So that was neat to be around them as well. I know a lot of people don't give the Astros farm system, but that that's the Astros manager saying that we do have a lot of great talent coming up. I know baseball America has the Astros farm system. Number 29 ESPN has oh. them at 27. So we don't know what baseball, I mean, MLB pipeline has them yet. I, I don't think they've released their overall yet, but uh, we, we know that the Astros farm system is a little bit thin because of the fact they've been a, a winning franchise. When you're winning franchise, you're going to have to trade for players like Justin Verlander and you're going to lose some uh, prospects. You also have the 
the um, penalties for uh, the sign stealing. You had to lose um, some picks there. So the Astros are where they are because they have been a good team. And so now it's up to Dana Brown to uh, bring up the prospects who are ready and then have a good draft and have another good draft and go ahead and get some people in the international uh, market as well. So I think that's what the Astros have been doing. And uh, apparently, Brett, I did not know this, but according to the San Francisco mayor, today is Willie Mays Day. Uh, it yes, was a fifth because right it's, yeah. yeah, because it's 2-4-2024. His number was yeah. 24. So yeah, no, that was that was awesome. I actually saw Willie Mays' son interviewed on um, on MLB Network. Robert Flores talked to him, and they just said it was it was a time. You know, it, it, it's just neat. He said, you know, people continue to honor my father. He played the game the right way. And, I mean, he's one of the top, I would say, top three or top five baseball players of all time. So um, hats off to the say hey kid, Willie Mays. Yes, and I know Joe Spada has a lot to think about uh, before spring training. And I know we talked about Josh Hader versus Ryan Presley, who's going to be the closer. That's going to be his biggest ordeal because – Ryan Presley has been there for years. And then you have this new kid who said he doesn't really care if he's going to be a closer or not. But as we've talked about before, you're paying this dude $95 million. You're not paying him to come be a setup guy. So nope. I think that there's going to be some days where you might see Presley get uh, saved because Hater pitched the day before, or maybe because of matchups, but there's a lot of stuff that Joe Spada has to really get together. And so it's kind of hard to make that bet right now, but that's what spring yeah. training is for. And so in a second, we'll uh, go ahead and get to uh, Spencer Arigetti. What should we expect for uh, this season for him? And will he come up and uh, we'll go ahead and talk more about Phil Meton and uh, Mookie Betts. What did he say? Uh, not necessarily about the Astros, but about, baseball we'll talk about that in a little bit hey guys thank y'all for tuning in locked on astros hm wheelhouse here fanduel.com slash locked on look i want to tell you about fanduel i just want to say this happy super bowl everybody celebrate this with fanduel america's number one sports book if you're like me super bowl sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snack and placing some super awesome bets that's right i can tell you right now that you are going to want to know what is going on because you can bet on a whole variety of things from the Super Bowl. FanDuel has so many ways to end the season with a W or two or three. Why not? Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, which is in Las Vegas, but FanDuel has ways for you to bet outside of the norm, like which players will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? I don't know what all the prop bets are going to be, how many seconds will Taylor Swift grace the TV screen? There's so many things, but new customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, that's right. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Just sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Hey guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, 
go and subscribe to us. But go and check out Locked On Sports today. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming channel out there. It's got NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever you want to know, 24-7 streaming with all the experts from across the nation that Locked On has to offer. So check out Locked On Sports today. And um, hopefully we'll get some Astros news up there throughout the year. So Eric, hold up. Did you just put a hat on? Yes, I did that because it's a space cowboys hat. And oh, I like it. I like it. That's what so, I thought. I was wondering if there was a connection. So if you're listening, the other reason why you need to watch because you see hat changes like this. Eric, going with the theme of Spencer Arigetti and the Space Cowboys. Good job. Yes. Uh, so I know um, a lot of people right now are kind of talking about uh, cabbage and what he's going to offer to the Astros farm system. Um, Jacob Melton, is he still like, where is he ranked? He's not ranked in the top 100 MLB pipeline prospects and everything. Spencer Arigetti, he's not ranked there as well. But uh, Spencer Arigetti, he has a, a bright future. He's one of those guys that Dana Brown has really pointed out and said, this guy is going to be in the Astros rotation. At some point, he's going to help us. He uh, And a lot of people have said uh, he could be a sleeper for a rookie of the year. He's still wow. got a lot of room to grow, but uh, will he get a chance this year? Because don't forget that we do have Lance McCullers. Oh, we forgot to uh, put this in the notes. Lance McCullers is reporting to spring training. I know, Eric. Let, okay, let's. <laughs> He's Eric reporting. I, hey, Eric and I had this discussion on our way to our interview that we recorded tonight, released on the 12th, remind you. Um, and we were talking about this, and I was like, it, it's kind of weird how they announced it because yeah. they made it sound like it was like Lance McCullers coming out of injury type party, right? And then you literally said, but he literally he has to report he's, he's because he's, he's on the roster. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I mean, come on, guys. But people jumped all over it. Oh, what the heck? Wow, he's reporting. And I'm like, don't rush it. Don't rush it, Lance. But, you know, I was super impressed with Spencer Arigetti, Eric. Um, having interviewed 20-plus players in this organization, every time I interview a pitcher, it's – it's just a breath of fresh air because we've got such cerebral guys. And that's when guys don't pan out, when they get DFA'd, when they get traded, it kind of bums me out, especially if I get to know them on a level where I get to ask some questions, talk in person. But Spencer's focused. I'm telling you right now, I'll be shocked if he did. I don't know that he's going to get rookie of the year votes, but he has a chance to come in and make a difference like Hunter Brown did when he came in and helped the Astros win a World Series. Yes. So I know Spencer Arigetti, he pitched um, in two different leagues last year. In double A, he had a he was seven and two with a four fifteen ERA. He had 79 strikeouts and 60 innings. His whip was 1.17, which is pretty good considering um the Texas League is kind of a hitter's league uh, yeah. with the air and everything. So also in Sugarland, he was two and five. With the 5.64 ERA, he had 62 strikeouts and 64 innings. So the whip went up uh, quite a bit to 1.328. So um, the, the home runs went up a little bit. The walks went up a lot in AAA. The strikeouts went down. 
So um, I think he was adjusting to the better quality hitters in AAA. And you're going to see that uh, because you can only dominate at a certain level and then you have to move up and make the adjustments. That's what's going to happen. That's what Hunter Brown, he's going to have to make those adjustments this year because as dominant as he was his rookie year, he looked at times like he was uh, over his head last year. But he's he's adjusting his pitching. He's come up with a new pitch. The Astros are working with him. He's working on it, and he's going right. to make that adjustment. Right, and you know he he talked about it. Um, I actually talked about this with um, Kyle Dowdy the other day, and you know Hunter Brown didn't realize that the fatigue he was he was going through actually changed his mechanics, and he said it was so right. subtle. He was leaving things like open side, like he was he was basically throwing beach balls. Spencer Arigetti's coming in, and he has high expectations for himself as well. And this ball club will prepare these guys unlike any other. And I think Spencer's going to have a good year. And make sure that when y'all are looking at AAA pitchers, that you're not focusing on ERA because that is not even close to what they're analyzing. They're looking at pitch shapes. They're looking at velocity in different counts. They're looking at what does a guy do when it's 2-2? Two, two. How does he react when it, when the when he's down, you know, one ball or three balls and one strike and how does he come from behind? And so Eric Gatty's got all the tools. I'm going to go ahead and play this um one quote I had I had a question for Spencer. I actually had I think more than one, but I've got a clip um of of um Spencer's response to my question. So, you know, Spencer, you come into a club that literally has gone to seven straight ALCS. You got guys on the club like Bregman, who's never not been to an ALCS. What is that like for you coming into that? Like, what mindset do you bring? Because, you know, you're the rookie, you want to camp, you're surrounded by Verlander. How do you attack that mentally? Because we know your drive, we know where you want to be. Tell us about that prepping for the for a big season. I think that in spring training, especially, it's it's going to be really important for me to just be a sponge with information and, and knowledge from those guys and and get a feel for what the culture is and and how they've set up uh, an environment where it's possible to do something prolific like that in the postseason. I think that uh, it's going to be really important for me to try to to get to know some of those personalities in the clubhouse and see how they operate. And, uh, and obviously it's kind of a, a listen first, speak second kind of thing. You said it for like yourself, I'm a first timer in camp. And I think that most importantly, like you, you, can't, you can't have a run like that without great leadership. And you talk about Alex Bregman, you talk about Kyle Tucker, Lance McCullers, Verlander, like these guys are, these guys are some of my idols growing up. And now the, the opportunity to play alongside them is such a big honor that I'm, I'm just most excited to learn, I think. And that's what you want. You- you want these, like you want them to come in with confidence, and I think that's what he brings. But he also brings respect, and right. he knows his place. And I and I think that's like Hunter Brown's drive to get here and to help and help them win a World Series was undoubtable. It was you couldn't deny it. And uh, I'm sorry, undeniable. I said undoubtable. It's not. A, is, is that a word? Is that like a elf from? Anyways, as a Will Smith <laughs> is there or not? Anyways, God, dude, I'm so. What a long weekend I've had. Um, dude, my grandson came over, uh, spent the night. That kid has got energy that I, if I could bottle it, I would sell it to everybody. It's amazing. Getting to meet some of the pro athletes, ask them questions, and then the interview we had tonight. Uh, you thought I was going to say who it was. Nope, sorry. But Spencer Spaghetti Arigetti, he's coming, dude. And I think he's got some nasty stuff. 
Kyle chronicled that with us last week when I, when I had him on. And so I'm looking forward to it, Eric. The biggest thing I would take away from his AAA season would be uh, the walks, um, the 5.1 walks per nine innings. Uh, that was a little bit alarming. Uh, that was uh, his above his college, his major everything. That's just something that's not him. So I think that once he finds that control again, I think we'll see Spencer Arigetti kind of make his rise. Um, and I think he will be with the Houston Astros at some point. But don't forget, we have – uh, Luis Garcia coming back at some point and um, Lance McCullers reporting to camp and he's going to be with the Astros at some point. So um, there may be some roadblocks for Spencer Arigetti to actually get there, but um, maybe like Forrest Whitley is embracing, maybe um, getting started in a bullpen is another option. And uh, so in a second, we'll have to go ahead and talk about what Mookie Betts said and look at what happened with um, Phil Maton, what he, what, where he signed, and then what are the Mariners doing? It looks like they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. So we'll talk about that in a second. Hey guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast and go and make the Locked on Sports Today your second listen. 24-7 streaming all the news that you need. 24-7 day, uh, New York. <laughs> I'm tired too, but it's okay. Yeah. I got you, Eric. Here's the thing. No other channel, no other right. channel has sports 24-7. Doesn't matter what sport it is. Check it out. And look, I get it. I thought you were distracted by my dog barking in the background. My dog's still outside. Apparently, my son forgot to bring him in. So I was like, right. well, maybe Eric can hear Milo in the background. So sorry about <laughs> that if if that's what threw you off. But you know, Eric, to lose someone like Phil Maton, we've you know, Stanek's gone, Phil Maton is gone. He's going um, to the Rays, by the way, and that's actually a is. total Rays move because oh, he's probably somebody that didn't cost a lot. No, right, and he was in the he he came over with Yiner Diaz, correct? Mm-mm. I thought Matan and Diaz came over in the Miles Straw trade. I believe that's what happened. It was Yiner yeah, Diaz. Yeah, you, yeah you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, it, but hey, we got a starting catcher out of it. Yay, I love that. The year of Yiner. And so, you know what, Phil Maton, good job. Um, you will entertain us with your straight face. And I'll remember the shirt, the promo shirt that I made, immaculate coverage, locked on Astros with Luis Garcia and Phil Maton. I may need to revamp that and get a newer version of it because that was that was amazing, Eric. Two immaculate innings in one game. Yeah. And just look, Phil Maton, thank you for everything you gave us. I mean, you won a World Series. You know, he could have won more than one World Series with us, but um, it didn't happen. So, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. don't go punching any lockers uh, now that you're not with the Houston Astros anymore. Yeah, it's, it's and recommended, yes, <laughs> and unfortunately, of all the three guys the Astros lost out of the bullpen, I think Maton was kind of the unheralded, unheralded guy. He was the guy that he he didn't get the big a lot of attention, but he was there mostly when you needed him. And so um, I think that if you're looking at what the Astros lost this offseason in terms of uh, 
the bullpen. I think that he was a big loss. I think you probably could have got him for a lot cheaper, but I think the Astros are looking and saying, well, we can go with stuff that's in-house instead of that. So um, I kind of teased this earlier. So let's go and talk about this. Mookie Betts basically came out, um, I think it was on some television network, and said that uh, any team that plays the Dodgers this year, every game they play them, it's going to be their World Series. Game one of the season, this is your World Series. Whoever. Well, at first I thought you typed Brett's talking smack and I'm like, wait, what am I talking smack about? Oh, it's Betts talking smack. Yeah. Well, let, let Brett talk smack to Betts. Look, Mookie Betts, I respect the hell out of you, dude. Great player. I mean, you're going to be an all-star going to second base. I mean, respect. Look, you won a World Series and cheated and like nobody gives you grief. Respect. I Look, hey, man, good job. You throw the guy in the clubhouse under the bus respect i get it but look mookie Betts. let me let me just tell you how the cow eats the cabbage with talking smack from the dodger standpoint go to dave roberts office on monday and ask him how it went when he said they were going to win the world series Mm, the astros won in 2022 and you guys got bounced in the nlds so before you put the cart before the horse no it is not our world series the last time we played a World Series against L.A., let me remind you, it went really bad for L.A. So, L.A., bring your Otani, who's not pitching this year. Bring your Yamamoto. Bring your Freddie Freeman. Bring everything. Your Walker Bueller's coming back. Bring it. Bring in the pain. Because if you're in the World Series, when we're in the World Series, we will be equipped with a stud-hitting catcher, Jordan Alvarez, who you gave to us. Thank you, L.A. There's so many reasons to thank LA. I almost yeah. love LA because I hate them so much. So I'm sorry, Dodgers. I got no love for you. Mookie Betts, I respect you. But respectfully, I'm going to have to say you're full of crap. And when we get out there and beat you guys, I don't want to hear a darn word about it. All right. So I have, I'm not going to read all the comments, but I, this comment kind of stood out to me of, of in replying to Mookie Betts. This is from Boston Sports Enjoyer. He said Mookie Betts might be the first player to go hit lists over a full season if this is the case. <laughs> because wow. <laughs> if you say this is the World Series, then so. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think the what the Dodgers are doing is they are buying, trying to buy a another run to the World Series because they like what oh, yeah. they did in 2020. And uh, it was a good feeling. Now they want to do it in a full season. And it's tough. You got the Astros that do it without having to go uh, go it's, out and – well, the Astros do have to spend money. No, th- no, no. You said – that was great. You just slid right through it. You said the Dodgers want to do it in a full season. And you just like – you just said that. That was great. I'm sorry. I ruined the moment for you, Eric. That was perfect. I was like, wait, wait. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm laughing at you because – it was perfect the way you delivered. It was dry, deadpan. Just like, yeah, I mean, we get it. You guys want to win a World Series in a full season, right. not a 60-day Mickey Mouse ring type season. I think that ring that they won in the World Series, like if you blow on it, it goes, it's one of those like noisemaker rings. I bet. Sorry, I, yes, I got uh, no love for the Dodgers, man. 
Um, Otani is expected to be ready for opening day as a DH, not as a pitcher, obviously, because he's going to probably not pitch the entire season. But um, thank you, Ethan. He says, love the show. I've been watching for a full year every day. So, guys, become an everyday or somebody that listens to the podcast every day. Go and subscribe to us, please, and go and make us your first listen. But before we go and end the show, I do want to kind of talk about – oops, sorry, I've got – I had – I put YouTube on and I heard Brett in over here. I'm like, wait, Brett, you're here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do want to talk about what the, the Mariners are doing. And the Mariners yes. may not be done because they are seeing what the Rangers have. They're seeing what the Astros have. I know the Astros are still in the top five in terms of uh, favorites going to the World Series again. Um, so I think the Mariners are like, okay, we know the Rangers could be good. We know the Astros would be good. We have a good team. We made it to the playoffs last year, but we need to get better. So uh, it made a couple of trades. And so um, one of them was a pretty good trade. They got it at what, Jorge Polanco, right? I believe so. Yeah. Jorge Polanco. Sorry. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't keep up with Mariners trades. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I believe, I believe it's Jorge Polanco, which I mean, look, he's a good player. Um, the yes. Mariners, but the Mariners have come into seasons, Eric, the last two or three years where we're like, oh, they're a problem, and they just don't end up being a problem. I mean, well, I, I always think it. the Mariners are going to be a problem just because of who they have. They have a pretty young pitching staff. They <laughs> Now they have Luis Castillo. They're so. the almost Rays. Like, the Rays are always competitive. I, I don't care how powerful the Orioles are. I don't, I don't care that the Yankees are going to be better. I don't care that the Blue Jays are tooled up the Rays are going to be there. Like the Rays are for the loosest use of the term inevitable. The Rays are inevitable. They compete every freaking year. I don't care if their payroll is 30 million or 90 million. They're competing. The Mariners, they talk a big game. They make great preseason videos. They're like, see us rise. We're done. Like we're writing letters and we're pissed. And it just never, right. it just, I mean, it's hard to win in baseball and this may be quote unquote, the weakest division, but now you've got the reigning world series champion Rangers, the Astros who are projected to get a higher war than the Rangers by 10 points, 48.9 to 38.6. Right. Just saying, man, Mariners, I need you to be competitive. I need the Astros to be tested. So when we get to the playoffs, we can wipe the floor with the competition. Yes, they oh, also yeah. went. Ahead, they also went ahead and traded for Gregory uh, Santos as well. Okay. Um, so he is a um, he's actually a pretty good reliever. So uh, their bullpen is also kind of uh, dangerous. So look at this, Mister Rashad says the Giants will be doing Mickey Mouse at your giveaways when they play the Dodgers this season. Dude, if if that's real, I'm I'm loving it. I'm there. I'm I'm have to get some from Mister Bobblehead himself. Hey, it's a great show, man. Eric, I'm excited. Dude, you and I sat down with one of the starting nine of the Houston Astros. I cannot wait till y'all see this interview. Eric, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, we had fun, asked a lot of great questions, got a lot of great re- interaction, and uh, we can't wait to bring it to you. So make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Lock on Astros podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Go Strips. Bury me in the air.